0: Welcome to the Six Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka Six Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Hello, everybody. It's been a hot minute since I've spoken to you last. Um, I'm not sure if you guys noticed my lack of podcast last week. However, that is what this episode is all about. So I'm going to open up to you about why I've been absent on social media, why I didn't do my podcast last week, and just basically share what has been going on with me and um, how I've been dealing with it. So, to be completely transparent and open, um, I've been going through one of the worst depressive spells I've ever been through, and it's been affecting me very badly. So, yeah, so this whole episode is going to be about depression, about my personal depression. Um, I'm going to talk about what it feels like to me, where it started, um, what your partner can do to support you during this time, um, what, ha- what works for me. So helpful tips about what worked for me to get through it, what to avoid when depressed. And, yeah, basically... Everything that you'd need to know about my depression and what you can do to help yourself if you are also facing this. So without further ado, let's get straight into this. So the first time that my depression really kind of came out was when I was about 13. That's when I first started noticing it. So what I have is chemical depression. So that means that I've got a lack of oxytocin in my brain. Now oxytocin is the chemical that is produced by your brain which it's basically called the happy chemical or the happy um, endorphin. So that is the the juice, the brain juice that gives you all those feelings of euphoria and happiness and everything and chocolate actually produces oxytocin so that's why we love it so much because it makes you feel so damn good. But yes, so naturally I don't produce enough oxytocin by myself and I didn't know that until about 19 when I went to see an endocrinologist. Now, an endocrinologist is somebody, it's a doctor, quite a specialized doctor that does blood work for you. So he will take your blood and then he'll take a look at what your blood says about your body and what what you're lacking in XYZ. So also he found that like uh, I should only eat red meat once a month. <laughs> Interesting little fact about me. Um, not that I listen to it, even though I really should, but I don't, that's quite bad of me. But yeah, so this doctor, he's based in Sanson, um, he found that I produced a lack of oxytocin and by quite a substantial amount. I can't remember the exact stats right now, but basically just off the top of my head, I was about 5,000 measurements down from what I needed to be. And that was quite detrimental. So, My brain couldn't function the way that it should be. So as a result of that, my teenage years were terrible. I was a terrible child. I was very moody. I was very emotional, always upset about everything. I was always down. Um, Yeah, and then basically what the chemical depression does to me is I I get very, very triggered by stressful times so things that shouldn't necessarily send a person over edge send me over the edge because I already have that problem with not producing enough oxytocin for myself so basically um yeah I get I've got chemical depression all the time which I am treating I do treat that and then I get situational depression which comes from triggers or something big happening in my life so That's a bit of a backstory about it. Now, I'm going to tell you what depression feels like. And just so you guys know, this is very, very difficult to try even put a name to or a word to. There's literally, it's so hard to just put a, a label on depression because it's such a unique kind of feeling for everybody. You know, no one person feels the same thing. And that's what's really difficult. And the reason I want to tell you guys about this, a, is because obviously it's um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Still, and <laughs> I actually just thought it was so ironic that in Mental Health Awareness Month I get hit with the like the worst blow of depression I've ever faced <laughs> <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so I just I found that very kind of like. Yeah, ironic in this situation. But yeah, so a big reason I want to talk about this is A for Mental Health Awareness Month because it is so important to talk about this. And another reason I want to talk about it is for the partners of people who suffer from depression. Because it can be, first of all, it's incredibly debilitating for us, like the people who suffer with depression. But in the exact same right, it is so hard your partner because they don't understand and they can't understand so for somebody who's never been through this it's so difficult to get your head around understanding what your partner needs and it can it can be very very debilitating and you don't know how to handle it so yeah this is just my awareness little potty about depression and how to deal with it so from my own personal experience when I'm depressed these are the emotions that I go through or the feelings that come up for me. So first of all, this is possibly the, the the hardest thing to deal with on my side is you get a huge overwhelming sadness that you can't pinpoint and you don't know what's causing it. So it leaves you feeling really, really helpless because you're so sad. You're just crying. You're weepy. You're emotional. And you don't know why. And that is so just it's soul crushing (laughs) because if you know where to start then you know you can make a plan around it you can say okay i'm sad because of xyz but when you're sitting there and you're just sad because of why i don't know it's so difficult so the next thing um i feel and i experience when i'm in a really really bad phase of depression is a crushing and debilitating hold on you, so it almost feels like a physical hold, so so strong that you can't move. So it just feels like this overwhelming thing is dragging you down, and all you want to do is sleep. So yeah, that's the next thing that I experience is I'm always tired when I'm depressed. I'm severely tired, like I can just, you know, doze on my couch, get into bed you know <laughs> get into bed for the night wake up get back into bed basically that's about it so um another thing that i experience when i'm depressed is depression for me is a huge huge motivation sucker so that's why i've been absent on social media i haven't been able to do my podcast because i just lack the motivation so also for me another huge thing that depression takes away from me is my will to exercise and be healthy it it's messes up my work, you know, my actual job. It's, oh, you know, you're just left with this devastating kind of barrier that, and, and lack of motivation and drive. And it, it sucks. It really does. Um, another thing that I go through when I'm experiencing depression is that it robs you from doing daily things like brushing your hair and making food. So, yeah, it it is that debilitating to the point where you cannot move to do the basics. You can't even take care of yourself. And I think, oh, it's just really, it's so hard to, you know, to just get through that when you're feeling this overwhelming, crushing sadness that's so, so strong. You can't even do things like brush your damn hair, <laughs> or put on normal clothes, you know, um, another thing I've experienced when going through depression, is that it always leaves me questioning myself, and it puts doubt in myself, so um, I doubt why I'm doing the things that I do, um, you know, I question my motives as a person, I'm like, I, pff- I, I lose all doubt in my ability so if, you know, if I have a situation at work and something goes wrong, it's all my fault. And my doubts, my depression is just like, yes, it is your fault. You know, how can you think that you're worthy of anything? Um, And yeah, that leads to my, my final points on how depression makes me feel is that it makes me feel incredibly unworthy. So that kind of sums up everything quite nicely because... When you've got no motivation, when you're questioning everything you do, when you can't even move to take care of yourself or brush your teeth or cook your food or feed your dogs or whatever, it really leaves you with a feeling of pure unworthiness. And that is just so difficult to overcome. However, guys, this is where the up and up comes. You can overcome depression. And that is the beauty of it. You never have to be stuck in this. You don't ever have to be held by the depression monster and, you know, just feeling this this sense of you can't escape it. Because you can. I promise you, you can. I have multiple times. And I'm going to show you how. I'm going to tell you how I do it. And hopefully it will work for you if you are going through depression if you are the partner of someone who experiences depression, this is for you. So take a listen. Sit down, grab your cup of tea or coffee or wine or <laughs> whatever your guilty pleasure is. Get settled and let's get ready to face depression together, guys, because we can. So this next section that I'm going to talk about um, is for the partners out there. So in, in this section, I actually spoke to my own husband about whether he's got any tips for partners or um, any suggestions on how people can help um, their partner go through depression. And so it is, guys, it's incredibly hard for people without depression to understand what a person is going through. And I know that. It's, you can't even begin to put yourself in the, in the shoes of a depressed person and, to someone who isn't going through depression. Or hasn't been through depression. It's, it's quite a foreign concept. You know. <laughs> you just see this person who. Usually is strong and vivacious. Just crumpled on the couch. With no drive. No nothing. And what do you do? So it can be just as debilitating for a partner. With someone going through depression. Because you feel so helpless. Because you can't help the person you love. So when I asked my husband what his tips are, well not tips guys, I don't want to call them tips like downplay them and say okay he has tips, top 10 tips for going through depression as a partner. No, here are my husband's suggestions that he's found that work with me when I'm in a really depressive state. So (laughs) first off, he just basically put in his little foreword and he said he's still trying to figure it out. So we have been together for four years. We've been married for two. And because I'm a chemical depressive, it's always been a part of me. You know, it's, uh, sometimes it doesn't come up as often in my life. Sometimes it comes up quite a lot. But yeah, so even though we've been together for a substantial amount of time, he's still figuring it out. So that's, that's just a foreword for everyone out there. It's a learning process. So the first thing that he says that a partner will need is patience. So this is a big one, guys. And it's not to say that the person who is depressed is, you know, trying like a trying person or um, a drain on you or anything. But you will need patience with a depressive person because you you need to, um, in my husband's words, you need to have that waiting period to just be with the person and basically just give them the time to understand them and it's it's going to take patience for while they're crying to just sit with them and be there with them and try just be there in a moment that you don't understand so the next thing that he said that you need is understanding and love so with understanding, you can't pinpoint anything. You can't blame, throw the blame game around during that time. You need to be understanding to the situation that they're in. And you need to offer a big amount of love. Um. So another thing that he said that a partner should do is you should try alleviate your partner's burdens. So you should try help out where you can. And I won't lie, guys. This is a huge thing that he does. And it's really 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 helps me when I'm down in the dumps so for example if I'm going through a depressive state and Ray sees this then he will take it upon himself to cook dinner for us that night so I don't have to do that and that in itself just that little gesture of love is so helpful in so many ways um the next thing that he said is this is very, very clear. Um, clear. This is very close to point number two of his, and that is focus on loving the person. So give them time. Give them cuddles and hugs and those kind of things because I asked him to elaborate what he meant by that. And then finally, the last point that he's got for us is you need to give it time. So like I said, we've been together for four years and he is still learning. He's still going through all of the motions on how best to deal with this because sometimes... When I'm depressed, I don't even know what I need. And so how is he supposed to know? So that is from my partner's perspective. From first hand how he um, helps me when I'm in a very, very depressive bad state. And from my perspective, this is what speaks to me um, when I'm in a bad state um, that he does or that a partner does. That really helps. So when I'm down, the best thing that a person can do is ask me, what can I do to help you? Because often, like for me, a big trigger thing would be sometimes if someone offers you like advice that you didn't ask for. And then that can be a trigger because you like you just you can feel persecuted and judged by that. Um, another thing that really helps me is when my partner holds me um the next one is a big one <laughs> and <laughs> for years he didn't understand this so maybe you won't maybe you will but a huge thing for me is for him to just be there so just to be in the same room as me he doesn't have to hold me he doesn't have to be doing anything he just sometimes all I need is for him to sit on the couch next to me and be there so there's a presence with me so I know that I'm not alone Another huge thing for me is when I'm depressed, (laughs) I need people to be kind. You know, when people are mean, it just kind of sets me over the edge. And I'm just like, why? (laughs) I'm a lot more vulnerable when I'm depressed. So kindness is everything. The next one is a big one. And it can do the world of good. And that is just to listen. Sometimes... Sometimes I don't need to say anything. Sometimes I just need to talk. You know. I don't need advice. I just need someone to listen. And that can do the world of good for a person. Um, another thing. This is. Remember guys. All of this is. Um, very relevant to my situation. You as a depressive might be different. Um, but this I found just helps me. So. A, a huge point for me is. Don't offer advice unless asked for. <laughs> Because often when people offer me advice when I'm depressed, I feel very persecuted, even though it's not that um, it's not their intention, it's not your intention. But it's just like someone trying to tell me that, oh, this is how you should do it. You know, it's easy. Just do it like this. Don't be silly. No, 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 You know? And I'm just like, no, nah, guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't understand what's going on in my head. I don't understand what's going on in my head. So how can you give me advice on what's going on in my head right now? One of the big no-no's, everybody, this is, I'm pretty sure this will ring true for everyone out there, is never tell a depressed person to get over things. That is just soul-crushing. Like, guys, if it was that easy, we would. We would just get over it. But with you telling us, oh, just get over it, you know, it doesn't help. You know, it leaves a person feeling... Super super isolated and the next point ties into that really well is don't tell me that I have control over my own happiness because in that point in that point in my life I really don't. when I am at a a, a lack of oxytocin like a huge um, demise in my oxytocin in my brain. I don't have control over my own happiness for the foreseeable future, you know until I get meds in me or until I up my medical, my medical, the milligrams of my meds I take, I don't have control over it in that time. And then the final point that I've got for partners um, is read the room. (laughs) If you want to have a, a discussion with your partner about something serious or something that upsets you that they do or whatever, and they're depressed, give them time to you know, not be in a state of hysteria, like crying their head off before you go and like stab them, kick a horse when it's down, you know, so just rather pick your battles and read the room with a depressive person, because I'm sorry guys, for me personally, and I do believe for a lot of depressive people, you do need to handle us with kid gloves. Maybe I'm being an enabler, but Everyone is allowed to be sad, and everyone is entitled to feel their emotions and you know if you if you want to go and kick a person when they're down, then guys, that's just not cool so yeah, basically, so that's my um my my things for what helps partners um guys, obviously, if you are a partner of a depressive and they're not doing anything to help themselves, then yes, you do need to step in. And suggest, babe, listen, maybe you need to go see a doctor. Maybe, you know, can I book you a counseling session? <sighs> you know, it's just, like I said, read the room. Give it time. So if your partner is super down, if your partner is down for a day, leave them alone. Let them be down. If your partner is down for a week, broach the topic with him and say, listen, baby, I've noticed that you're really sad. Can we face this together? And don't make them feel alone. Because... Depression can be hugely isolating and it can leave you feeling overwhelmingly lonely. So those are my tips for partners. Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about what I avoid when I am depressed. Because obviously there's there's certain things that you shouldn't (laughs) expose yourself to as a depressive. Not all the time in your life, but when you're in a really, really bad space. So when I'm going through depression... I will not listen to sad music because that can just kick you in the damn guts. <laughs> it's it's just not cool. So sad music can kind of worsen my mood when I'm down and I'm just like, oh woe is me, listen to this morose song. Wah! So yeah, avoid all the sad music that you can. In the same rights, I like to avoid the news when I'm generally in my life I like to avoid the news because it's so damn negative. But particularly when I'm depressed, I don't want to hear about all of the murders and the rapes and the, this corruption happening here and this one embezzled that from this one. So, yeah, I avoid the news. This is a big one for me, guys, and I think it is important to do this in your life. When I'm sad and when I'm down, I avoid negative people like the bloody plague. Sorry, but I, I have to. When you're depressed, guys, you need to put yourself, you need to take care of yourself, okay? You need to put yourself first, (laughs) unfortunately. You need to look after yourself because you are vulnerable and you are sad and you are down. And negative people are just going to drag you down with them. So I'm sorry to say this, but even family members, if family members are bumming you out, you don't owe them anything. You are allowed to take that time for yourself. You you don't have to be there for anyone. You don't owe anyone, anything. So just remember that. Um, another thing I avoid quite hectically when I'm depressed is violent, aggressive, or hateful movies. So I made the the mistake once of watching what's it, The Purge, when when I was depressed. And now, if you haven't seen it, The Purge is about um, like an alternate universe in America where for one day of the year, all of the law is out of the window, so you can rob, rape, pillage, murder, whoever you want to, and nothing will come from it. And that just kind of sent me on a downward spiral quickly. So yeah, you know, just like with the sad music, sad movies, aggressive movies, movies that kind of cause anxiety will worsen your depression, i found. found. Um, and another thing for me, this is once again a, a personal thing, is when I'm depressed, I try to avoid a messy room because that kind of just adds more stress to me. Because I just look at the chaos in the room and I'm like, <gasps> I need to clear this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And then I get overwhelmed and I get very anxious and then the depression just kicks in harder and yeah, so it's not like a So now that we know what to avoid, what are the things that you can do to help yourself during depression? So guys, I'm going to keep saying this throughout the whole thing. This is just from my experience. If you found a coping mechanism, tell me about it, you know, like send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter or on Gmail or anything and let me know because I'm always up for different tips on how to look after myself when I'm feeling down. But I've found personally that these are the things that help me. So the first one is journaling. So sometimes I've found that a problem can seem so big in my head. It can be so overwhelmingly debilitating that I can't, I don't even know where to start. But then as soon as I write it down and I can look at it and I can see the physical thing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's really not that bad. And then when I can write down the problem, this is obviously, guys, only when you know what the problem is. Then you can, you know, find a way to work around it. But if you don't know what the problem is, journaling still helps me. So you can just write down, look, I'm feeling really sad today. Um, When journaling, try to make a list of things that you're grateful for. And I know when you're depressed, it's going to be so hard to find those things. But if you can find just a few things, a handful of things every day to be grateful for, write them down. Look at them when you're feeling down. And remember that, oh, wow, okay, I've got this to be grateful for in my life. It's really going to do a lot of good for you. Okay, the next tip that I've got for what to do when you're feeling depressed is kind of a hard one to do. (laughs) Because when you're depressed, this is the last fracking thing you want to do. But, um i found that working out or doing exercise is one of the most beneficial things to me. The hardest thing to do because I don't want to get up off the couch. But after I've run or done a, um, you know, a HIIT session or something, just those endorphins are like pure gold when you're feeling down. After a workout, when you're depressed, you feel like you can take on the world. Another thing that really helps me is to hug my little dogs or anything cuddly so people who aren't animal lovers a I don't trust you at all (laughs) and b won't understand this you know because they don't love animals but there's something so healing about an animal's presence just you know stroking their fur or giving them a little cuddle or feeling them lick your hand and animals know when you're down they know they're the most incredible little beings I honestly have all the love and respect for animals so if you've got a doggo give them a hug if you've got a cat give them a cuddle if you don't find a neighbor dog and (laughs) give them a pat on the head or something I don't know but animals can make the world of difference another thing that helps me is to call somebody who means something to you so even if you don't call them to talk about the fact that you're depressed, just phone someone who makes you feel good, you know, um, just drop them a line and say, hi, how have you been? You know, I just want to talk to you. A positive energy from someone else will definitely touch you and make you feel better. The next tip is not for everybody. Like I keep saying, this is just, this really helps me, but When I speak about it, I feel um, like that old saying goes, uh, a trouble shared is a trouble halved. So, yeah, if I speak about it, then I feel better. If I just even voice it and just say, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling sad. And, yeah, basically, it really, really helps me to do that. In the same right, when I feel myself getting into like a dangerous, depressive mode, I tell someone about it. So, usually I tell my husband because he's the closest to me. And I'm just like, baby, I'm not okay. I'm going through something really hectic right now. And I need you. I need your help. The next one, like the the second tip of working out, is also quite hard to do when you're <laughs> feeling depressed. But just like working out afterwards, you feel like a million bucks. And that is to clean. So, if you've got nothing else to do but Sit on your couch and you look around and you feel really, really down about your messy house. Clean it. You're going to feel so good afterwards. Okay, so just like I said, you need to avoid sad music when you're depressed. In the same right, you need to listen to happy music when you're depressed to help you lift uh, your spirits. And for me, I found the happiest damn music out there is (laughs) K-pop. So yes, Korean pop. Listen to it. There's, I swear... It's just something about those beats and those melodies and the rhythms that they've got. You just can't be sad when you listen to K-pop. It's something else, I swear. Um, In the same right, listen to positive podcasts. So I found, like, I love listening to the Health Code podcast. Um, Mind Your Hero podcast, yes. Guys, listen, I'm not plugging Kylie. She's not sponsoring me or anything, but (laughs) I just really believe in her brand. So, yeah, I like to listen to her podcast when I'm feeling down. Um, in the same right, I like to watch inspiring YouTubers. So, for me, that is Sarah's Day. I actually found Sarah's Day last year when I was going through quite a bad anxiety spell. And I, I Googled, no, I didn't Google, I was on YouTube. And I was like, how to g- um how to deal with, dep- um not depression, how to deal with anxiety. And one of her videos popped up and I was like, and then yeah, I just kind of like fell in love with the whole sexy, sexy squad series day situation. In the same right, you need to watch things that make you happy. So if it's not a, a YouTuber that you like, <laughs> for me this is this is like bearing my whole soul to you guys. But something that I like to watch when I'm feeling depressed is Pepper Pig. So <laughs> I know I'm turning 30, but there's just something so, f- its I think it's the innocence of the show. And, you know, it's happy and it's fun and it's just silly. So like a little five-minute episode of Peppa Pig can really just lift my spirits sometimes. Um, another thing that I like to do when I'm, well, <laughs> I hate to do it, but d- another thing that helps me is doing the little things in life. So like like I said, things that I I can't do, I feel like I can't do. So brushing my hair, making the bed and putting on a nice pair of jeans or, you know, a nice top or something like that. Just doing those basic things to care for yourself will help you in huge ways. So now the next thing I'm gonna talk about, I actually wanna do a whole podcast on this situation because it's so fascinating to me, but this is one of the things that I do do when I'm feeling depressed, and it really helps me, and that is to practice hygge. So what hygge is, it's actually spelled H-Y-Y-G-E, so initially I thought you pronounced it hyge. <laughs> but yeah, so what hygge is, is it's a Danish and Norwegian word, meaning the practice of coziness and comfortable conviviality with feelings of wellness and contentment. So thanks Wikipedia for that description. But basically, it's a word. Dis- it's a practice of being cozy. Trust the Danes to find something like that. But I just think it's flippin' kick-ass. So, yeah. So, it's um, how to practice. Hugo would be like, make a warm cup of cocoa and look out the window at the stars. Or have a bubble bath. You know, just do things that make you feel cozy and warm and snuggly inside your heart. You know? So, if that's... Drawing a picture, draw a picture. If it's making a nice meal, make a nice meal. If it's eating a nice meal, eat that nice meal. You know, be conscious of making your heart feel cozy. So obviously those are all the steps that I take that I can do myself. But depression is a very serious thing. So there's some things that I can't do by myself. And when I'm feeling really depressed or as soon as depression kicks in, I will contact um, my doctor and, you know, discuss maybe upping the milligrams of my meds um, because it's serious, you know, depression is a a problem, guys, it is a disease, just like you would treat flu with meds, you need to treat depression with meds sometimes and there's nothing wrong in that, you know, so in seriously bad times, I see um, my therapist once a week, um, I up the dosage of my meds if I need to. And then another thing that I found that really, really helps me is I will take viral every day. So viral is a herbal, not tranquilizer, but like calming tablets. So I'll take two of those every day just to help myself deal with stress. Usually I would only take viral in a stressful situation. But when I'm going through depression, I'm like every day is a stress. So I'm going to help myself as much as I can. But yeah guys, Depression is no laughing matter. You need to see somebody if you are going through this there's you you need help, you know unfortunately, depression can be so overwhelming and leave you in a state of not knowing where to go that sometimes the only way out is through professional help, so do yourselves a courtesy and a favor and be true to yourself and look after yourself and see that professional so now the next thing i want to talk about is something that's really dear to my heart and something that upsets me quite a lot about depression and that is the fact that depression is not embarrassing it is it's nothing to be ashamed of and it really upsets me when people treat it like that so when people treat depression with like a hush hush don't talk about it oh my goodness don't tell anyone you don't have to tell anyone I think that's ridiculous, you know, if more people spoke up about their depression, we could help them, and there's nothing to be embarrassed about it, you know, if you have to go on to antidepressants, or you need to take a tranquilizer, or for whatever reason, there's nothing to be embarrassed about, you know, would someone be embarrassed for once again, you know, if they've got flu, and they say, oh, I had to take this antibiotic, whatever, They're not going to be embarrassed about that. So why should you? You've got no reason to be. You are a whole person. You are just enough of a person. You are just as much enough of a person as someone without depression. So don't be embarrassed about it. Don't be afraid to speak to someone about it. And that's the important part of this, this podcast, guys, is if you are suffering with depression, speak about it. Tell somebody. Tell somebody close to you. Tell your mom. Tell your... Dog, no, don't tell your dog, they can't do anything. Tell your partner, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell anybody, just so people know. Um, If nobody will listen to you or if you need, you know, if you're alone in this world and you need other kind of help, um, I suggest calling the South African Depression and Anxiety Group and their number is 011-234-4837. And, yeah, so give them a call. Yeah, if you're really, really down in the dumps and you don't know who to talk to and no one's there and Sadag isn't answering and whatever, you can even send me a message. Send me a personal message on one of my platforms and I will respond to you and I'll say it's going to be okay. So, because it is. It's going to be okay. Depression doesn't have to defeat you. You can get over it. And I have numerous times and so can you so if you want to reach out to me my twitter account is at six minute abs all of these sixes are numerical six not the s-i-x so twitter is at six minute abs my instagram is six underscore minute underscore abs my gmail account is abs at gmail.com and if you want to take a read of my blog check it out that's six sixminuteabs.com so yes guys this has been a very heartfelt podcast But I hope that it has shed light for anyone going through depression or a partner of someone going through depression. But yes, anyways, (laughs) have a great week and I'll see you next week hopefully. Bye.